Y'all, we wouldn't be here without Youth Scene, the organization that sponsors this podcast, How to Be Queer. Youth Scene envisions a society where young people are empowered as individuals to access non-judgmental and unbiased treatment in every aspect of their lives. They encourage the creative creation of a community that celebrates everyone's worth, diverse characteristics, and dignity. Youth Scene provides mental wellness, resources, education, and support for all the LGBTQ communities, including youth and their families. So head on over to Youth Scene, that's youthseen.org, and click on Connect to give your money to support this organization dedicated to supporting our queer, trans, Black, Indigenous people of color communities. Hey, Balls and Magic, how you doing? We're back. Hi, Alex. It's been a hot second. It has been a second. We took a little break. We did. It's. Um, I'm going to hop right into it. We're, we're a year anniversary today. I know. Which is like, it kind of makes it so like a little recap story. We went to Santa Fe mm-hmm. and it, the weather was horrible. It was like <laughs> snowing, sleeting, some type of weird precipitation from the sky. Mm-hmm. And we sat in this beautiful casita. Oh, yes. And that was when we discovered Mayumi wine, mm-hmm. which is your favorite. Is mm-hmm. it still your favorite? It is. And I think we drank a bottle. And at some point we were like, let's turn a microphone on. That sounds like a great idea. Yep. And how to be queer was born. How to be queer. Speaking of how to be queer, welcome to the podcast. How to be queer. My name is Alex. My pronouns are they, them. I'm Kim. My pronouns are she, her, and we have a very special guest here with us today. We do. I'm so excited. (laughs) You want to introduce yourself? Okay. I, I am very excited to be here. Very flattered to be asked to participate. And I am Kim's mom. I, <laughs> I go by Peg or Grammy, 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 um, which I'm very proud of. And um, I just absolutely love welcome all you balls of magic, because I love that. I think that's just so appropriate. What balls are your pronouns? Magic. I know, Granny, oh, what are your pronouns? I, forgot, I always forget about the pronouns. That's okay. My pronouns, are, I mean, I'm cisgender. Yes, you mm-hmm. I've yeah. always been a she, her. Okay. Like, so you are going to talk, well, well, we'll get to what Grammy's going to talk oh, about today, yeah. but Grammy's going to talk about being the Grammy of the, the, all the queers. <laughs> <laughs> She's the best Grammy of all the She's queers. She's the best Grammy of all the queers. <laughs> She's going to talk about what it's like to be a, a parent of an ad, adult queers, to have a child in law that's queer to be a Grammy to gender fluid children mm-hmm. or grandchildren mm-hmm. and to be representative. What is your generation, mom? I, I am a baby boomer. You're a boomer. I'm a boomer. Yeah. So you are going to speak to the boomers today. Yes. Boomers. Listen up. I got a lot to say to you. Yes. <laughs> All right. So Spoiler before, alert. We gave Grammy wine. We did a little bit. <laughs> So before before we get into it, let's um, give thanks to our sponsor, Youth Scene, youthseen.org. Go over to the website and check them out. We are a local organization who supports the LGBTQ youth and families, um, highlighting the youth of color and providing mental wellness resources to all. You guys need to just go over there and give them some money because yeah. they support us doing this podcast. Yeah. We have four big programs, Youth Scene, Trans Scene, Camp Scene, and Black Pride Colorado. And you need to go give them some money. And go give us some money. <laughs> <laughs> give us the money right now. <laughs> okay. So Alex, this is my question for you. Yeah. We're year in. Uh-huh. We've had 
because uh, we started this literally, we put a microphone on ourselves and we thought there's got to be other people out there like us. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I always look at you and I'm like, there's nobody like you. <laughs> I feel the same way when I go at you. Yeah. <laughs> it works when I flirt with okay. you. <laughs> I think I'm going to leave the room now. <laughs> Grammy's like sitting in between us, <laughs> like in the middle of the table. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to try to keep we it clean, mom. Yeah, we can. Because you, you say when we when do the podcast, you're like, don't listen to this one. Okay. I do. But I she's do here say, now. But she is here. But okay. I want to say, um, did, what did you think? when we started this a year ago and we were like, let's just put our ourselves and our story out there in the hopes that like other people that might be trying to be like, God, I was grew up with this heteronormative heteronormativity and all this stuff. Like, and I want to break out. And we we're like, there's not a lot of voices out there talking about that. So we thought, well, why not us? Mm-hmm. Which I do like that question when people are always like, well, why should I do something? Well, why not you? And we were, okay, why not us? Why not put our voice out there? So here we are on our year anniversary of doing it. Yeah. What do you think about the last year of doing this? Um, I mean, if I really look back at the year, it's brought so much connection beyond my wildest dreams. I just thought, you know, let's, it's just you and I having a conversation about life and our experiences and, um, yeah, just authentically, like, let's just see where this goes. And now we're in like over 30 countries. I think at this point, we've have people reaching out from all over the world, it's crazy. asking us questions and sharing stories. And it's um, amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad that we took that chance. Me too. I guess I partly, I want to be like, if there's anybody else out there that's like thinking, why, you know, should I do this? And you're like, well, why me? Well, why not? Yeah. Sometimes just saying like, okay, we'll put it out there and see what happens. And we've had some really amazing experiences and have met some interesting people through it. Wonderful people through it that have shared their voices and I'm super grateful. Yep. So cheers. Always lots to talk about. Always lots to talk about. And how to be queer. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, mom. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. So you're a boomer. Yes. I hear dad talking. Oh, we Let's did get ask, you closer to the microphone. Okay. And, and we did ask my dad, we're like, dad, do you want to, do you want to do it? And he was like, I'm going to watch basketball. Oh. So he's watching basketball. <laughs> he doesn't want to do it. Okay. I'm glad, oh, yeah. you're, I'm glad you're asking though. Yeah. yeah. Why do you think dad didn't want to do it? And you do. Oh, wow. That's a good question. Um, well, you know, your dad's not quite as emotionally in touch with everything, Yeah, um, you know, cause he's grew up as a, you know, no, you can say it. Boomer, boomer male. Boomer yeah. male. Yeah. Who don't, you know, they don't, they're not comfortable a lot of times with sharing their emotions. Although yeah. your dad's more comfortable than a lot of men his age, I must say. But yeah, um, yeah. in general, if I, I hate to make generalizations, but men our age, my age are usually. They like want to stamp it down. Yes. Mm-hmm. And um, which we know is the worst thing you can do. <laughs> It doesn't usually work well for anyone to stamp things know. down. It's much better to, to talk about them. Yeah. And I, I mean, I've shared a little bit about your story Yes, and, and how you made mental, mental health care, something that was really normalized and expected that you would do because life is hard and it's, it's important, but do you, do you, would you be willing to share anything about like what your feelings are about why to invest in mental health care is important? Oh, mental health care is so important. Um, 
if you're struggling at all and you're trying to tamp things down, um, really take a look at yourself and just say, maybe I do need a helping hand. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. And other people might try to tell you that you're weak, which is what I heard. I don't need any help. I can do this myself. Um, not the best route to take. It's, yeah. Yeah. You just have to admit to yourself, Hey, I need, you know, I need a helping hand here. And, um, it, it worked wonders for me. Um, I just had a lot of shit to deal with. And I found, I went through one therapist who was not very helpful to me. We was just had the weird guy with the glasses. What was his name? Yeah. I well, yeah, was, I'm, I'm not going to say it on here, but he was, um, he, you know, he just tried, but we didn't click. Mm-hmm. If you go to a therapist and you don't click, look for someone else. Yeah. Don't, don't waste time. If you can probably tell within the first one or two sessions, it's just not for you Then go elsewhere and look for someone else. And I found an excellent therapist for me that really helped me tremendously. And I would recommend, highly recommend. So what do you think made it click for you with him? Um, well, I had a tendency to make a lot of excuses for myself or blame others. If you find yourself doing that, that's not good. Um, and he just didn't let me get away with that. He was like, no, this is, you know, this is a lot of this is on you and you just really need to look, take a hard look. And I'll tell you, it's hard. It's very hard um, to look at yourself that honestly, but it's the only way to go. I'm really grateful you're my mom. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cause <laughs> I, I think I had gotten that message later in life of like, it's actually bravery to look at yourself. Yes, mm-hmm. it is. It takes, it takes a lot of bravery. Don't let anybody tell you that you're weak for yeah. doing it because it takes a lot of guts, which I definitely felt in the latter. Well, I hope not the latter half of my life, but my midlife unraveling as yeah. Brene Brown has taught us was, Oh, time's not wasting Kim. You need to take it. And you too, Alex, mm-hmm. time to take a good, hard look at yourself in the mirror. Yeah. What, what, what are you doing? Yep. Yeah. Time's running out. Yep. But it had been normalized to me that that was something brave to do because you did that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad you got that message. I did. That's very, I did get that message. When did you get that message, Alex? Excuse me. (laughs) (laughs) As I yawned with that one. Um, When did I get the message that it was brave to take the hard look at yourself? Take the hard look at myself. Um, Yeah. Like in my midlife. Yeah. Well, I was, I was like 45, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you know, like talk about the knowingness, like you, 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 maybe you, I can look back. I'm like, well, I started, I I tried. And then, and then the real work, you know, it's, 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 it's one thing to see like aspects of yourself, but then the real work happens when you really start to dig. Yeah. And that didn't happen until midlife. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. But it did. It did. <laughs> and here we are. And uh, the three of us are very grateful that we we all dug deep. Yeah. Oh my God. Dug deep. Yeah. Yeah. I remember asking my therapist if I could stop digging. <laughs> oh, I know. I was like, when does this end? Oh, and that's the thing. Sometimes you think I just want to stop. Yeah. I yeah. don't want to do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. And then you know you gotta. Well, my go. therapist said you're on the right path when you keep asking to stop. I'm yeah. like, that sucks. Yeah. That's yeah. horrible. <laughs> now we don't mean to scare anyone away. I know, I know. Because the rewards in the end are oh, definitely life-changing. Life ch- yes, absolutely. Yep. So mom, how old are you now? I am 72. You're 72. So you are you identify as a boomer. Yes, absolutely. Okay. I mean, so go ahead. <laughs> okay. 
Well, I do have something to say to boomers out there because um, I have been, um, Kim probably has explained this, but I've grown up, you know, in a hetero world. And I, I said to Kim one time, I've never known any gay people, gay people. And she, she looked me right in the eye and said, yes, you do. And I was still like clueless. I had no idea that Kim was gay. No, it's none. kind of funny though, it to is, tell I mean, that story now, right? I mean, now I look back and I think, oh my God, I, I absolutely had no idea because I never thought I knew a gay person because every gay person in those days was hiding. Yeah. And then you think about that, that is so, so sad. Captain Underbite's trying to make an oh, appearance. Okay. Our <laughs> listeners are used to this. It's fine. I know. We're going to let him in. Oh, Bo. So anyway, I just wanted to tell all you boomers out there, um, there's nothing to be uncomfortable or afraid of, mm -hmm. which I feel in my heart that that's what a lot of people my age feel. They feel afraid. They feel afraid or threatened in some way, or, oh my God, is my kid going to be gay? And I'm like, well, yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's, you know, there's nothing to be uncomfortable or afraid about. That's what I've, that's what I have learned from, from my daughter and her wonderful partner, wife. I know it's official. We've, 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 we we've locked settled, that shit down, mom. We've settled on the term wife, which is yeah. wonderful. Yeah. They, my, they, yeah. them wife. Yes. They, them wife. Is they that them... still feeling good? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh yeah. 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 I'm so that's, that's, it's just a message I wanted to share because I've seen some of my friends. Um, I've, I've shared this with Kim. I've been kind of disappointed that they don't, they don't seem to feel comfortable discussing my family with me. Yeah, no, they don't. And I find that very hurtful. And I just want to say to them, you know, if you think this is a disease that you can catch, <laughs> yeah, I can't, you know, I can't make them gay. I mean, Don't. as much yeah. as I, as much I, as I would love to try to make everybody gay because it's so wonderful. Gay is yeah. love. Because gay is yes. love. Like I can't, I can't give them like if they come to my house for a glass of wine and acknowledge that I'm gay, like I can't make them. And so, yeah, you know, I had talked about on this podcast that, you know, we had a memorial that we went together for your sister. Right. And, um, while I felt that people were very kind to me while I was there, yes. nobody would acknowledge when I was there that I was gay. Yes, I know. Except for one person mm -hmm. who was the husband of a friend that you've had for like 30. How long have you and Deb been friends? Oh, gosh, uh, I think 40 years now. 40 years. Yeah. And he came right up to me and was like, so you're gay. <laughs> I mean, he said it like nicer than that. Yeah. He basically was like, and how is Alex? And I'm going to get their pronouns wrong, but I've, I've heard. And I know <laughs> he's the only person that acknowledged it. Mm -hmm. And so I guess, and, and I'm going to make you speak on behalf of all boomers, mom. Okay. What is it with your boomer friends that they won't be like, yo, your daughter's gay. Mm -hmm. I can't. You know, I, you said it hurts you. They don't talk to you about it. It does. It does hurt my feelings. And sometimes I try to put myself back to when before I knew that you were gay and I try to not be judgmental of them because I think maybe I would have been the same way. Really? I don't, I don't know. I hope that I would not have been, but I, I honestly, I really don't know. That's being honest. So yeah. if one of your friends that you've had for like 20, 30 years, yeah. if they came to you and were like, Hey, like kid a is is gay. Mm -hmm. You think you would have been like, okay. And then never spoken about it again. Cause I don't think you would have, I think you'd be like, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. Well, because that's kind of personal. Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually let things uh, slide. I usually try to get right in there. Uh, the thing is most of a lot of my friends just are more comfortable on a surfacey level. 
Mm-hmm. You know, they don't they don't really want to get into um, deep emotional issues sometimes. Or maybe they're hiding that they're gay themselves. Mm, who knows? They I could know have anymore. feelings that they don't want to examine. Well, there's one person in, yeah, in my <laughs> circle of friends who I suspect that might be true. Yeah. yeah. So that they are the most uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't and, that your experience? Most yeah. people who are have some leanings in that, you know, they're have, usually the de- loudest have done. Oh, yeah. Yes, yeah. this person has been is homophobic. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Well, homophobic, your and then also like we had read about this, or Alex, you had read about this the other day. Like when you are a person that comes to some type of truth, and it doesn't necessarily have to be that you're gay. Yeah. It could be any type of truth that it's very telling the people that stay alongside you and the people that get very angry at you. Can you, do you remember when we were having this conversation? Because they get angry because they're, it's something that they're not able or willing to do themselves. Oh, well, yeah, there you, you become a mirror to them. Okay. So uh, explain that to me again. So when you, and I found this, we both, we, I mean, we, we all did. We, um, when we, and I'm, I'm actually trying to get away from that phrase coming out when they, when we shared our truth with people, um, you become truth will mirror hiding and it is really, um, yeah, it just becomes people will, will react in all different ways and not even, even know it, but you can't like the truth has legs. Like there's that phrase, like, so when you become, when you start making those decisions and becoming and doing the things that are really hard, but they're true, people just lose it. Mm-hmm. And they either get angry or they run away or they try to throw shit at you or, and you're just like, I'm just trying to be my true mm-hmm. self. Like you want to like throw a fucking fit, like go for it. But I think that's the beauty of authenticity and in, in, in humanness. And I'm going to go energy, but in a very grounded way, like there is, it, there's no way you cannot get around it. There's no way around it. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember, you know, when I was in the process of, um, of coming out and this is, I, I mean, obviously I'm recanting, uh, recounting, recounting. What is that word? Yeah, that's right. Let's go with something. Go with those. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I was, this is years ago now. And it, it kind of came up to me because this person actually sent me a text not long ago. And so while I was in the process of um, coming out, there was a, a really short period of time where I had to come out to a lot of really important people. Yeah. I had to, and my, and you and dad mm-hmm. were two of those people. And it was really hard. It was really hard because I think on one hand, you guys had to have felt somewhat betrayed that I hadn't told you, or I had tried to tell you when I was younger. And then I was like, Oh, this isn't going to work. I got to pull this back in. And I remember we had our whole thing on, um, at gay pride in New York. And I was like, Oh, I'm definitely not coming out. Okay. (laughs) Let's wrap that shit up and put it back in the closet. And I say that meaning like no harm to you and dad, you and dad did the best that you could with what you could at the time. And, um, but I, I told you guys, I'm like, you know, and it is kind of funny because we had this conversation where you're like, Kim, I don't know any gay people. And I'm like, mom, <laughs> you know, gay people. And I still didn't yeah. get it. Oh you were God. like, what is Kim? <laughs> tell me. Anyway. Um, but then I did finally tell you guys like, no, like when I'm talking to you about gay people, I'm talking about myself. And we were going through, I, I, I would describe it as a hard time, but 
not hard in the sense that I ever thought you and dad were going to abandon me. Right. Like I knew that we were going to, I had the knowingness, like we're going to work it out, Mm -hmm. but it's going to be hard. Yes. It's going to be hard. And it was hard, but we're on the other side of it now. And that's a good thing. But while that was happening, there's a person that was connected to me that was going around to like all these people that I knew and was like, I don't understand. Like, I think Kim's gay and she's not telling people. And my loving circle of community was like, I'm not going to tell you anything about her or her life or what's happening. Yeah. And this woman was insistent about like poking at people trying to be like, well, I'm actually friends with Kim. You can tell me. And again, my circle of community being like, we're not actually going to tell you anything. (laughs) So I finally write this woman and I say, you need to stop. Like what you're doing right now, I need you to understand, like, I'm not ready to have this conversation with you. So just stop. Her husband then wrote me, I can pull up the text message. He sent me. He actually told me that my head was shoved so far up my ass. I couldn't see what was happening. Yeah. So just usually them about themselves. Yeah. And so I, um, went to reply to him referring that my head was shoved up my ass. I had a couple of choice words for him. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you believe the coward blocked me so oh. that I couldn't even respond. He literally sent me this horrible text message and then blocked you. because I wasn't willing to come out to his wife who I was like in a book club with. Oh, wow. Like I wouldn't even say that we were like, Close. no, no, she wasn't coming over to the house and having glasses. Like we were not, we were book club friends. Mm-hmm. Now I, I liked being around her. She's smart. She's funny, super intelligent. Um, but she was my book club friend. Yeah. So she felt entitled to know my business, went around gossiping, trying to get information. My amazing, wonderful wall of community and friends were like, you shouldn't be asking this. Yeah. Then when I finally confront her, her husband tells me that my head is shoved so far up my ass. I can't see anything. And I go to respond to him and the coward has blocked me. So years go by and she texted me this year and said, I just wanted to reach out to you and say, I'm really sorry for anything that happened. Wow. You know what I said? Fuck you. Pretty much. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. That apology is kind of short and kind of late. Like, what's that mean? What does I'm sorry mean now at this point? Or what does it mean to even say like, you know, I didn't maybe realize like, you know, and I think what I, I didn't say, fuck you. Well, yeah. I mean, I kind of did, but I didn't, (laughs) but what I wanted to say, and I think I said kindly was I, I really don't have anything to say to you. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you, what you were making about yourself. And clearly about whatever truth I was trying to live, which I'm not going to make any judgments, but somehow scared the shit out of her. Mm -hmm. Yeah. To your point, Alex, like what happens when you see people around you that are starting to live a truth and they can't take it because they're not able to do it themselves. Yeah. So the shit that they throw at you and you have to stand there and be like, yeah, I'm not going to take your shit. Mm-hmm. Even when you come back to me years later and try to offer me a half-assed apology, because I hate that. I hate when people apologize like, well, if I caused any harm. Yeah, yeah. you caused fucking harm. It's not an if. Or how about, a, I'm sorry if you were offended. Yeah, that's I'm fucking a, that's, offended. Yeah. That's the prize I'm sorry one. if you feel that way. Yeah, it's like, uh, that's not an apology. That's not an apology. Mm-hmm. An apology is, I really messed up. Yeah. 
here's what I did. I caused this harm. I'm sorry. Can you forgive me? And my answer would have been, I can forgive you, but that doesn't mean I want to be connected with you. Right. Oh, I have. Yes. You've done this a couple of times. Yeah. I mean, forgiveness is for yourself. It's not for them. It's, it's, it's like, okay, yes. And you can stay way farly. 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 It's a new word. (laughs) Way far over there. Far, far away. I mean, our podcast is incredibly educational. It is. Actually, it is. You get get information of how to be an ally, how to be queer, and you also sometimes get some new language. (laughs) Yeah. We need to talk about that word accomplice, too. Ooh. Ooh. Which word? What word do you want to talk about? Accomplice. Accomplice. Okay. Because that involves action, right? Making yourself. A a co-accomplice. Is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how's that different from an ally? Oh, I think it's different than an ally. Yeah. Like ally is like, yay, I support you from over here. And an accomplice is like, I'm going to help you dismantle some shit. So, so I listened to, I need to, and um, here, Ooh, maybe you need to talk while I look it up. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Kim, explain more. Okay. So I use the word whenever I do um, training to, to learn how to be anti-racist, right? Because that's different than like, oh, I'm an ally. Like learning how to be anti-racist is different because you're taking, I explain it like, um, I want you to think of uh, the people movers at the airport. Right. Right. And so like you can be an ally and get on the people mover mm-hmm. and just be moving. Is that Millie? It's Millie. I think it's it's Millie. Millie. We're dog sitting. Um, but you can be, you know, like neutrality and like, oh, I'm an ally. Like I've, I've got a gay friend or I've got a black friend and yeah, right. I'm such a great person. And I don't actively cause harm. Like you can be in that, in that sort of bucket. Right. And so I tell people like, think of it, like when you go to the airport and you got the people movers, Right. Yeah. And you get on the people movers, those walkways, they use them in twilight to like make the vampires look like they were running through the forest. Right. Okay. <laughs> so you get on those people movers and you're just moving, mm-hmm. right. You're moving, but you're moving with everyone else and being, you know, an accomplice means that you're on a people mover, but you're moving the other direction. You're moving against the flow of what everyone else is able to do. So like an accomplice is like, okay, I'm not just going to be like, I have gay friends and I go to gay pride. And like an accomplice is like, no, I'm actually like looking at legislation that's happening in other States. And I'm standing with the people that are impacted by this and trying to dismantle it. Okay. So it's a lot more, it's a a lot lot more. more. Like I'm going to call out like some of my friends right now who are like, I'm such an alley. I'm like, they have no fucking clue what's happening in other States. True. Yeah. And they're still looking at me to be like, oh my God, why won't you go to Florida? And I'm like, like, you're not a fucking ally. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's a part of me, like I'm super bitter right now. I'm like, if you're still being like, I'm planning a trip to Disney world, you're not a fucking ally. Mm -mm. You're not. You don't, you're not an ally if you go to Chick-fil-A. No. You're not an ally if you like, like, no, 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 no. You're not an ally. I'm sorry. And you know what, listeners, you can get pissed at me and you can send me hate mail. I don't really fucking yeah, care don't, don't because you're care. still putting money into a system that is built upon the oppression of other people because you want a fucking chicken sandwich. Yeah. So Dr. Yaba Blay, that was the podcast I listened to and I heard, and I'm going to, for if you ever listen to <laughs> she'll ever listen to this podcast. Oh, but put it out in the universe. I if she ever listens to this podcast, I, I do not mean to ever ever speak for you. I'm gonna do my best to to 
to to share. But so go to the, I'll just say this, go to the, um, we can do hard things with Glennon Doyle, the episode called the power of rethinking everything with Dr. Yaba Blay. And she basically, I'll try in a, in a nutshell, the, the, um, so the, the words ally and accomplice. And so accomplice. So she says, when you, when you talk to someone, you know, they're like, oh, well, accomplice is like in a court of law, like, you know, it's criminal. And she's like, fuck yeah. <laughs> she's like, so she's like, okay, so Abby, I call you at three in the morning and, and I tell you, here's our plan. Here's what we're doing. And Abby says, where do I meet you? I'm putting on my coat. Accomplice. I'm an accomplice. I'm going to do some shit with you and we're going to fuck some shit up. And Ally's like, how can I help you from over here? <laughs> it's 3 a.m. I'm just going to stay in my room and basically. I don't, I don't follow what's happening in other states. I'm not aware of any of that legislation. Yeah. And so if you're listeners, if you're listening to this right now and you're like hurt and like mad, like just, just keep going. You're fine. <laughs> that, none of this actually impacts you. And then none of this actually impacts you, but, but, um, I guess also I'm speaking to that. I am learning the difference between these words and totally. how to show up better and different, but that's the, but that, that, and that's the whole point, right? Is that, cause I've, I have been on that line the same times, so like where I'm an ally, where I'm like, yeah, like, of course I want to see, of course I want to see social change. Of course I want to see restorative processes put in for healing, but there's a very difference, but where I'm like, well, yeah, but does it really impact me? No, a lot of it doesn't. Yeah. And I've noticed that like, especially since we're in the season of hate with legislation right now. <laughs> yes. It's awesome. It's good times. It's feeling great. Mm -hmm. It really does bug me when people in my social circle are like, oh, I just wasn't paying attention to the news to see what legislation happened. I'm like, that is your fucking privilege talking. Mm -hmm. So don't show up in fucking June to be like, oh, it's pride month. Can I come to your pride party? What'd you do to be an accomplice? Cause it's not enough to be an ally. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Well, and I connected that to our, um, oh, we oh. got a bunch of teenagers. Oh, out front. Boy. oh boy. It's Ju it's Juliet. <laughs> Juliet and Bella. Oh, oh boy. Here they okay. come mom. <laughs> Cause you know, Grammy's oh. the biggest accomplice with these two. <laughs> no, I am. Hi Juliet. Hi, Juliet. Come on in. You want to say hi on the podcast? Recording? We are. We are recording. Hi. This is Juliet, <laughs> age 12. I'm the favorite child. Juliet. <gasps> oh, <laughs> you should listen to this podcast. You're the favorite 12-year-old. very amazing. Um, Thank you, yeah. Jules. Thank you, and Juliet. special guest, Gramster. Yes, she's the Gramster. Cool. Oh, that's my other name, Gramster. She's very cool. Sometimes Gangsta I'm called Grammy. Gangsta and Grammy. And also follow Alex on TikTok, <laughs> Alex the Human Human. What are you, our <laughs> PR person? Yes. <laughs> and also follow... Uh, Kim at um, on Instagram. I don't know your username. See, this <gasps> bullshit. <laughs> not ally to your to your social media. What? I don't know what your TikTok username is. Okay, I'm gonna go now. Bye. 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 Love you. Well, I just need to go get some couple. So. Okay. okay. Are we having sleepovers tonight? What's happening? Okay. Okay. Bye. Okay, bye, bye. Juliet. Okay, bye. <laughs> we also call Juliet the attorney, although tonight she turned into, yes, I love you, Jules. She's making faces at us through the window. I also refer to her as the CEO, the attorney. She's always trying to, to rally for someone, but tonight she played PR. I have to say she's her mother's daughter. Oh my God. <laughs> Don't you think so? Yes. <laughs> so Mrs. Life paying me back. <laughs>
Oh no, 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 in no. a really wonderful way. No. She's yeah, just she's, she is the attorney of this house. Yeah. She's amazing. She's she's yeah, yeah, very verbal, like her mother, very loving. Yeah, she is. My favorite thing yeah. is where she likes to position and and try to like capture things for other children in the house. Really? Oh my god! Like, you, mom, you should really let this kid do this. And I'm like Julia. Oh, no. she, she's an advocate. She's an accomplice. She's an accomplice for sure. She's always trying to wheel and deal. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I'm I'm excited to see where she goes. Me I mean, too. she's only 12 right now, so yeah. we'll see. That's we'll the see. messed up part. I have other parents calling me, and they're like, "Your daughter is like the attorney of the friend group." <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what to say. I don't even know what to say when like other parents hear Juliet in the background of their children's phone calls, and Juliet is like, "Tell your parents this." <laughs> That's true. She does that absolutely. I promise I cleaned my room. Oh no. <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, she always promises. You know, yeah. if we went up there right now, we'd find some something growing somewhere. Oh, you don't want to see and the I don't room mean up like, here. It's oh. it's like like growing like like mold experiments. Oh yeah. 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 I did ask her, I'm like, do you want some help with anything? <laughs> we can do three piles. I'll totally help you. We've been talking about the piles with Juliet for like months. I know she won't let me in. She won't let me. Oh, see, that's anymore. bad because she usually lets you. She'll like I know, listen but to you. She knows I, you know, I toss shit. Like, you know, I don't let them keep stuff. So, no, no. Okay, so we should we get back to the boomer? Oh, talk? Yes. Boomer, yeah. Okay. Boomer time. Boomer time oh, with. Oh, we're back on yeah. boomer time with Grammy. Oh, okay. that's gonna be the episode title. Boomer okay, time. Boomer time. <laughs> boomer time with Grammy. <laughs> okay. Okay, Jules. Come in here and tell us what you're trying to tell us. Station break. I said, am I allowed to sleep over at Bella's? You are allowed to sleep over at Bella's. I'll see you, I'll see you tomorrow morning. Okay. I love you. Okay. He's Bye, I love you. <laughs> How many more of those slime liquors do you have left? Yeah, these are for Bella. Okay. And Sydney. Do you have a sweatshirt? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We love you. Thank have you. a great sleepover. Me. 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 <laughs> we're doing sponsor me at juliet is hot tiktok <laughs> i don't know what that was please follow me okay goodbye juliet <laughs> okay so mom we're yeah. gonna do we're gonna do boomer talk okay so boomers around queerness what were you guys taught oh nothing uh, the only thing um we were taught was very they're 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 different um they are to be uh ridiculed oh. um not accepted they're uh weird mm-hmm. um my mother my mother Gigi, would, Gigi my my mother would describe she described a teacher she had as oh yeah he was light in the loafers mm-hmm. have you ever heard that expression uh, yeah. I yeah I've heard that expression so there was never anything um I I personally did not get the religious uh thing but i know a lot of people in my generation um do that thing where you know um somewhere in the bible oh yeah leviticus it's ridiculous yeah um you know so they 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 have this idea that it's morally wrong right and it all comes i think you you all have talked about this on your podcast um a lot of interest in the sex life of queer people which is really creepy creepy it's like no, you don't really need to even think about that. I mean, it's just, yeah. you know, queer people are people who love each other. 
And well, and I guess that's like the question of like, do you really want to know what anybody does? In the yeah, bathroom? I know. I don't know why that that got to be an acceptable thing. Oh, we should yeah. do an a episode on how that came about. Well, because the, the, the thing is that, because I totally feel that too, like, yeah, where people are like, well, who's the, who's the man? Well, neither of us, that's the point. Yeah. Um, and then that, but it is like this fascination with like what queer people do in a bedroom. Yes. I'm like, dude, nobody cares what anybody, like, and if you, like, I never sit around and look at like boomer couples and I'm like, <laughs> I wonder what they do. Like, I honestly try not to think about it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't want to think about your old ass husband, like pumping <laughs> away on you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Who wants to think about that I shit? I don't know. I don't get it. <laughs> I know you definitely don't think about it. You're turning red in the face because you're like, that is not what I think about Kim. I think it's just so funny that you get this look in your face when you say pumping away. I think it's so fucking funny. What do they call it? Jackrabbit sex. Like, oh, oh, who thinks about that? Like, who seriously, like, I wonder if they jackrabbit sex. Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Maybe they do. Um, okay. Listeners, if you're out yeah. there and you're daydreaming about like jackrabbit sex around boomers, like you need to send us an email right now. Cause <laughs> I need to talk to you and understand <laughs> the nuances why. Yeah. Okay. I, so you were basically taught light in the loafers, right? Because, what do they do in a bedroom? Right. It's weird. It's weird. That was the main thing. And, and make, let's, let's laugh at them. Yeah. Okay. But then you go through a period of time as a boomer where like Woodstock is happening and right. it's all like hippie shit and free right, love, right, right. but that still is an encompassing of queerness though. Not at all. Not at all. Um, and my generation, we were very proud of ourselves because, um, liberal, liberal people of my age, we felt, thought we were like, we, we got the racial thing down. Okay. Yeah. We, we're done with that. You know, I talked to my father, I, you're not going to say the N word in front of my children. And I thought that I was like, you know, solving the yeah. problem. Okay. Which was not true, obviously, but anyway, but uh, the subject of queer never entered my universe. So ever. it was mm -hmm. within for boomers. It was within your minds to be like, look, mom and dad, you can't walk around saying the N word and doing this shit in front of our kids. Right. You guys definitely got the message of like, teach the kids like color doesn't matter. Like colorblind, right. Line, right. Which we know now. Yeah. My parents did yes. the same thing. Yes. We, and we yeah. thought we were really, you know, yeah, we thought we were being really brave and all in a way we in were, way you were, we were taking on the older generation who they, they were, they were terrible about everything. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you, but, gained, but you lived through that, right? right you guys right. leveled it up. Right. You yeah. did. Um, but actually no gay was never ever on the table never no. yeah nope i don't remember sorry yeah but then you guys go through so then we go through like the period though of like harvey milk and that we start and then the aids epidemic happens right yes and and during aids i mean i must say i um i never was one of those people that said it was god's punishment but there were people my age that were saying that really yes that aids was god's punishment on on gay on gay people. And I thought that that is absolutely horrible. That's ridiculous. I, I never uh, sus subscribed to that. Um, it was, you know, but disease. it was fairly common, right? Was that people yes, said that. Yes, it was common. It really was. Um, and I think what really woke up a lot of people though, was when the young, the young boy uh, died from AIDS when he had a, 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 oh, blood, Ryan White. a blood transfusion. Yeah. yeah. So then it was like, Oh, maybe this isn't God's punishment. The white straight boy. The white yeah. straight boy. Yeah. yeah. 
but a lot of animosity toward gays at that time. Yeah. So what do you want? I mean, here you have a microphone in front of you. You know what we shared with you, what our demographic is of people that listen. Right. So we do have a lot of boomer generation, like old, older Gen X boomers that, you know, maybe, maybe we're raised with like, Hey, like I want to believe in civil rights and Hey, but like, I remember having arguments with not so much you, but I remember dad being like, no, no, no. Gay people shouldn't be able to get married. Civil unions is enough. And I remember having this argument with him yeah. a lot Yes, I remember that. where I was like, dad, it's not, and this is not to be able my dad. My dad's a wonderful guy, but he's yeah. how old is dad? 78, 78. Yeah. 78. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's obviously come around in his thinking oh, absolutely. tremendously yes. since we had these arguments, especially, right. you know, but I think we always wish like it shouldn't take having someone in your proximity yes. um, to be like, Hey, I might want to be a better accomplice here. Yes. Um, but for your generation, like, what do you, like you said, like, there's nothing really different. You don't really need to know what's going on in the bedroom. No, I like, don't. Yeah. Um, but it is a rethinking, I guess, yes. of what you were taught. Yes. You just, uh, you know, um, sounds like you just need to open your mind. You need to stop thinking um, that there's something wrong or um, gay people are wonderful. They're just people. They're people and just love them and they'll love you back. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. This reminds me also of the podcast I listened to today that, you know, she, Dr. Blade talks about like, nobody tells a kid or an adult, like to be nice to an animal, like you just are right. Right. And like, you see a puppy being not, um, fed or, you know, abused and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this puppy, but why do we do it to humans? Mm -hmm. And we turn, it's just, yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a learned behavior. It's a learned behavior. It is a learned behavior. And so, um, you know, you gotta, like the thing that Juliet has been kind of experiencing is that gay, like, you know, the, the, the middle school and, you know, you, you, everybody just heard her on here. Like she's okay. Yeah. Um, but the insult that still gets thrown at her is at least my mom isn't a lesbian. Yeah. Now and- Juliet is lucky. She's got like a circle of allies around her. And I would actually, def- I would actually define these girls, not as allies, but accomplices. accomplices yeah. Because what they do is they're like, why the fuck are you saying about that, Julia? But Julia's mom is a queen. Mm-hmm. Who are you? Mm-hmm. I'm like, that's the difference between an ally and a compass. An right. ally sits there and I'll be like, oh my God, Juliet, are you okay? Which is important. Right. An accomplice is like, Juliet, you can sit down. You don't need to say anything. I got this girlfriend. Yeah. So shout out to Juliet's friends. They are some fierce fucking accomplices to her. Right. Well, didn't they say like, I look like a man and that, you know, they don't understand like you look like a man and i'm like well then you're the hottest man i've ever seen (laughs) (laughs) alex has twenty thousand followers on tiktok i just think it's funny but um yeah anyway (laughs) i i just want to say the boomers out there and now that you've listened to the difference between ally and accomplice get your ass out there and be an accomplice yeah Yeah. and i'm going to try harder to be an accomplice now that i know the difference mom i i I really try i mean i'm still trying i'm still learning there's a lot a lot to learn just and if you're, and if you're 40 in your forties out there and you're thinking about coming out, do it. Yeah, absolutely. Do it. And I think you might be surprised by your parents. Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I went think, a long yeah. time thinking, well, I went a long time thinking I'm going to lose a good part of my family when I come out oh. and I was right. I was right. I did, but I also gained a lot too, yes. which made it okay. Yes. Yeah. And but don't you think being true to yourself is the most important thing? Yeah. 
So when you say though, like the difference between being an uh, an accomplice, like I'm going to remind you of, you had a line where you were an accomplice with your friend group, that there was a person that was in your friend group. Right. Yes. And I, (laughs) and we'll tell our listeners what you did. Okay. We actually, um, pretty much said, look, our, I, over the years, I have tolerated your bigotry, uh, toward gays in particular. Um, and I'm informing you now that my daughter is gay. And, um, if you would like to communicate with me about this, I'd be more than willing to talk with you, but if you want to continue with your, the way, the way that I've always known you to be, I'm done. Yeah. I never heard from them again. And, and that's absolutely okay with me. And what happened with your other friends though, that you told this to, cause you guys were like mm-hmm. a circle of friends we and circle you basically friends. drew that line. Yes, I drew the line. Um, and I actually, you know, I didn't really ask my friends or my other friends to drop them either. I just said, this is how we feel. And, um, my friends really, they were very, accept- they were very inclusive of, of you mm-hmm. and, uh, and your dad and I, and Alex and, um, so I think this other couple is not part of the group anymore. That was being an accomplice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We stood up and said, this is it. You, you know, don't like, actually get to throw this shit. Cause what right. did, you guys ended up, you were on vacation with, with your group of friends. Yes. And you guys ended up at a pride event by chance. Yes. We did. It was, but it was random that y'all ended up there. Yes. Yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know that it was a pride event. And, um, and, and this person was continuing with her nonsense ways. And I can't remember. What did I say to her at the pride event? You said something that I was like, Ooh, the Gramster came out. (laughs) Yes, I did. And you just, you know, you kind of reach a point where this is not okay. Mm -hmm. You know, these people think it's okay. They'll say these horrible things. Like you said, Alex, why do they think it's okay to be mean Mm -hmm. about gays? Mm -hmm. You know, gay people, queer people are people. Yeah. And we, and we deserve dignity and respect because we're treating you that way. Yes. Dignity and respect. And yeah, Yeah. I I know it's a rhetorical, rhetorical question, but at the same time, I'm like, because you're taught that we're less than Mm -hmm. that we're not human and like, therefore we can do whatever the fuck you want. And actually you fucking can't. Well, I mean, that's the whole thing with dehumanization, right? right? Is, and we see this repeated through history and in, in lots of, I mean, from the first moment in 1619, when we decided that it was okay to put black bodies into the bottom of a ship right. and come here to be basically built on a capitalist structure, we decided that the dehumanization of people was okay if it was serving some type of capitalist structure. And again, I don't fucking care. Send me an email. I'm happy to send you the information of why you're wrong and I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not up for debate. Um, but that, and you can see it through multiple times in history where when we have dehumanized the value of a person or put that person to blame and we start seeing them as less than human, the atrocities that we are willing to do around mm-hmm. the collective thinking of it, mm-hmm. it's horrible. Yes. That has happened to gay people. Mm-hmm. I, it has absolutely happened to people of color. Mm-hmm. It has happened to people that live with some type of disability. We see them as less than human that their life has. We even see it with people that are tattooed. Um, we had, this is a really bizarre example, but it's not bizarre, but it's one that doesn't get talked about a lot, but in, in Denver, Colorado, we had a horrific shooting, at um, a tattoo parlor and a piercing, um, uh, business where someone came in with a gun and basically killed all of the people that worked in this tattoo parlor. It got a fraction of the coverage in the media mm-hmm. because we have been conditioned to think that bodies that are tattooed and pierced 
are somehow othered and different and not the same value as like a pretty little white girl in Cherry Creek, which yeah. is a very, um, for listeners that are not in Denver, it's like a very um, affluent suburb of Denver. Yeah, Like you see it in multiple ways that when we dehumanize the value of a body that is not seen in the center of power and privilege, we see it as less than and less value. And it's really easy, AKA Donald Trump, to put blame on people that are othered of those are the people that are due to problems. Also see Nazi Germany, but that's the way it works. And it's so, also be afraid. Be afraid. They're different. They're weird. They're going to hurt you. I, I really think fear is a big part of this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Fear. Um, I don't want to. Yeah. It moves people in the wrong direction. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Well, and I, I remember like from one of the first times I think I would have ever come in contact with a person that identifies as transgender. Um, there's two times that stand out to me. One, I was a really, really little kid. And I think you had me at the East mall mm-hmm. and we were shopping mm-hmm. and, um, there was a person, a human being there that by sight, I would identify them as looking really, really masculine, mm-hmm. but were, they were wearing, um, a hairpiece and f- more feminized clothing. Mm-hmm. And I was scared as a kid because oh, okay. it looked different to me. Right, right. And I didn't, I was like, what is it? And it was it, because it did look different. Yeah. And, um, the language at the time is not the language we use now. Right. Um, but you would explain to me like who the person was mm-hmm. and I was like, oh, okay. 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 Mm-hmm. I can get this. The language that we use at the time, and I don't mean to be triggering, but I guess for some reason, I'm going to say it because we try to use it as like oh, educational purposes yeah, on no, here, but we used to use the word cross-dresser. Yeah. Oh, and is that, that's is what, that what I said to you. And that's what okay. you explained to me. You were like, Oh no, 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 Kimmy. It's fine. Like this person's just a cross-dresser, like just go about doing what you were doing. Oh, okay. But I remember being fascinated by the person mm-hmm. like, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I would oh. see people like that too. And just be like, I am enamored with you. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that I, my initial reaction though, was I was scared yeah. because it didn't look like the way my mom looked right. or my aunts looked or my sister, or my grandparents. But I do remember you explained it to me in a way where it was like, don't be afraid. It's no. just, that's what this is. Okay. And I was like, okay. Uh, yeah. 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 So parents, like, I guess if your kid asks, like explain it in a nice way. Well, <laughs> And I mean, I'm just gonna, can I bring up the town that we live in? Like, I think we have, but go (laughs) ahead. (laughs) I mean, talk about like teaching. I mean, we live in a very white affluent Mm -hmm. area and like, yes, there's a lot of amazing people here doing a lot of hard work, but also like, um, just like you're saying, like, you know, anyone that looks different or. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah. Bo. Bo. Captain Underbite is having issues. There you he's go. Just, okay. Okay, good. There just sit go. down. Oh, okay. He's such a good boy. He's yes. sad. <laughs> he's got his. Okay. I think he's upset he's not at the microphone tonight. I know. <laughs> he's Mama, like, he usually sits right, in here. He's taking oh, my come spot. On, come on, Bo. Oh, no, he's fine. <laughs> I feel let him sit on my lap. I know you have more to say to boomers, mom. Yep. Oh, no. Well, you were in the middle of something, I think. Oh, no. I was, I guess, kind of trailing off. Like, I'm, I'm, this town is, this town's tough. On, yeah. Yeah. I love it. And I, and, and I I have a lot of, (laughs) I have a lot of, um, I struggle with it too. 
yeah. for a lot of reasons, but I, but I also love it for lots of reasons. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful place to live, but yeah. I think, I think the town that we live in can be, it's, it's anywhere USA. Yeah. Right. Like we're, we're well, and we are the thing. We're the, the perfect, like at the, right. Yeah. I mean, like we're anywhere, we're any town USA, yeah. right. Where we're, a, we're an affluent suburb of a major metropolitan area. Yeah. Um, you know, we're not New York city. We're not San Francisco. Um, we're not Texas. We're oh, not, God. yeah, we're not, yeah, thank God. We're, thank God. We're not Florida. Um, we're not Idaho, which also just instituted a whole slew of anti LGBTQ shit, but we're, we're anywhere USA. Well, and I will also yeah, not to, sorry, not to interrupt you, no, but ahead. I was just like, you know, but we talked about this earlier with today, Saturday. So yesterday morning about the few people who are essentially uh, shitty first draft raising hell. They're just really loud, but it's like a small group of people. Anyway, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I guess like, the, don't, the, I don't mean to focus on that. <laughs> no, no, but I think the thing, like when you talk about anywhere USA, yeah. what we're really talking about is apathy. Yeah. Right. You know, we're, we're really talking about people that, you know, they, they live in a privilege of um, heteronormativity, cisgendered white, um, you know, fairly affluent. And you, you think, I don't mean to know this because it doesn't impact me. Mm-hmm. And then you find out you have a gay kid and you're like, <laughs> fucking impacts me, <laughs> impacts my kid. But, but aside from that, like we see it as something that we don't actually, like we're, we see that we're, we're separated from it ourselves. Mm-hmm. Like you can think, cause there's a difference. And I, I talk about this on here a lot. There is a difference between interpersonal racism and systemat- systematic racism most of us are like, well, I'm not participating in interpersonal racism. So I'm okay. Right. Right. I'm not, I'm not like putting a, you know, a burning cross on somebody's yard. (laughs) So somehow I'm, I'm not a part of this exempt from this. Yeah. It's not, but when you're, when you have, when you have apathy towards people that are openly being oppressed, that is participating in systematic racism. And those things are different. And so you can even have people that are in those systems that are like, well, okay, like maybe I'm a queer person and I've never actually experienced personal bigotry, but that doesn't mean that you're not in a system that is working to oppress you. And that there's people next to you who are cisgendered and heteronormative that are just ignoring that this is going on. That's Mm -hmm. apathy, right? Yeah. That's not an ally and that's not an accomplice. And that's where I find most people to be. They sit comfortably in that, well, I would never want to harm someone. Right. That's intrapersonal. That doesn't mean that you're not participating in systematic, which yeah. most of us are. Is that like, I have a trans friend? Yeah. It's like, I have a black friend. I've got a trans friend. Hey, I knew this indigenous person. Like, and I'm, a, it's also the, I'm a good person. Yeah. It's the, I'm a good person mm-hmm. argument. Well, I, I do want to say to the boomers out there, um, boomers really are resisting this idea of systemic racism. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I have profited off of it. I, I have found that um, they just really dig their heels in on this issue and say, look, I work for, you know, you've heard this. Oh, I yeah. work for everything I've had. Nobody handed me anything. I've never done anything against Black people. Mm-hmm. And they shouldn't. Oh, and someone said to me not too long ago, her son is a pilot and he wants to get promoted in some fashion. And she said to me, but you know, he won't be able to now because he said they have to just promote black women. (laughs) 
And I was like, oh my God. I mean, mom, there's a ton of black women out there that don't know how to fly planes. That they're like, hey, just put her in. Well, I just, I wanted to say to her, don't you think, you know, maybe the, the, the white men have had, if you say that yeah. word privilege, it's like a fucking red flag. Yeah. But they have had the helping hand, the lift up, the, you know, the, the extra help yeah. all these years. How many years now? 50 years. Would uh-huh. you think it's time maybe to, you know, go the other way, but no, they don't want to. Well, I guess they're afraid the, of their, their little sons not getting. Oh yeah. Like I have friends want. right now that are worried about their, their young white sons. And I'm like, you yeah. should be worried about your, your white one. Your that's a hard thing to say. I know. White young, young sons. sons. Yeah. <laughs> you should be, but not in the ways that you think you are right. Like yeah. you should be worried about your white sons, not understanding how to yield their privilege and power. So that they're still going to be where they need to be. Yeah. But it's about how do they show up in a place where it's like, yeah, like I'm working to get a seat for everybody at the table Mm -hmm. instead of how do I hold on to my power and control? Yeah. That's not going to work. No. And I hate to break it to this woman, but like, I don't think we're putting black women into pilot planes that aren't completely (laughs) fucking qualified to fly a fucking plane. I know. And I just have to say this new, the, 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 the new woman that's going to be on that Supreme Court, she oh. is kicking their white men's asses. I couldn't even, could you watch the hearings or were you like, okay, I got to just like read about it? Or I could know. you actually well, watch it? I was, I was listening to it on the radio as, yeah. as far as I could go, because I just wanted to take Lindsey Graham and kick <laughs> in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> If he has any, I don't know if he does. I don't know what he has. Anyway, (laughs) I can't stand Lindsey Graham. I can't stand Ted Cruz. Like I know they're horrible. And Holly. Oh, they're horrible. They're just horrible. They were so rude to her over nothing. Nothing. They had. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Dr. J who's been on here with us before. Like I borrow this line from all the time. Like you let people tell on themselves. Which is exactly what they're doing. Lindsey Graham and yep. Ted Cruz continue to do. Yeah. Just let them tell herself. And that's what I saw her doing is she just sat there and she's like, I'm just going to let you continue to tell on yourself. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then I'm going to remind you as a judge, my job is to enact the sentencing that Congress sets forward. <laughs> yeah. She was awesome. She was so awesome. Yeah. And I honestly, I just think intellectually, I'm like, oh boys, you definitely are not on the same playing field with her. It no, was really apparent. It really was absolutely totally. So let's not worry about the black women being qualified. Yeah, I think they got it. I think they got it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like the pilot thing, it like it kills me. I know. Like, are, are we are we worried that these black women don't know how to fly the plane? Like, is that what we're worried yeah, about? I think we're worried about. <laughs> yep. And our poor little boys not getting the fair shot. Oh, like poor it. white boys. Poor white boys. <laughs> I, I actually have two runs that did say to me at one point that they were worried about the um, opportunities that their white sons were going to have. Yeah. That they aren't going to have any more opportunities. Yeah. And I want to say in that moment, I probably was not an accomplice. I was probably an ally because yeah. I was like, I, I don't have it in me to unpack this with you right now. Yeah. Um, and I protected my own mental health. And I was like, I'm not, not today, Satan, <laughs> um, but I would, I would, what I would say to mothers out there. And I am, a, well, I'm a mother of a James's, um, James and Juliet, although most people, because they're white passing, they have the privilege of whiteness, but they are not uh, white. Um, Their father is Indian. And so, but they pass as white. So I have, you know, I talk to them all the time about their white privilege, which again, like you talk about like boomers, like, holy shit, you can't mention fucking white privilege to them without them freaking out. Yeah, they do freak out. 
but Absolutely. I think, and I think, but like, how, what is the conversation with like a boomer where you're like, but yeah, you, you, you did work hard. Yes. You, did, you did work hard. Nobody's taking that away from you, but right. you did that while white. Can yes. they see that? Um, no, because I just heard uh, all I ever hear is no, no, there's not systemic racism. They just, they just don't believe it. So they're just completely blind. They, they, they like, kind of believe they believe in racism, I think, but it's like you were saying, there's nothing to do with them. So they just see interpersonal. They don't right, see. Right. Okay. And they would be the t- typical. I have a black friend. Yeah. Okay. I hear that all the time. I, mm-hmm. I have a black friend and they don't think that, you know, they think I'm wonderful. They think, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So they don't That's believe right, it. It's Christy. Like, Keep they, telling yourself that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's fine, Christy. <laughs> That's right, Christy. Hey. Romy yeah. Michelle's high school reunion. Yeah, I love that movie. Which one? Romy and Michelle's high school reunion. Have oh, you ever seen no, it? No, I haven't. I have to watch it. Oh, it's so good. <laughs> so, what is it like being a boomer though? Having like Gen Z children or grandchildren that like called oh. boomers out on everything. Like, how does yes. it feel when you hear oh. like "Okay, boomer"? Like, how does that feel? <laughs> oh, um, well, but the first time I heard, it, I think I did kind of wince. <laughs> It's like, oh, this doesn't feel very comfortable. Um, but now I'm like, I think this generation is awesome. Yeah. I really do. I mean, they are not going to put up with this shit. They're just not. They, no. they just see everybody as people. I mean, my all of our all of, all of our kids do. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure. I mean, I, unfortunately, there are still some in this generation that are being raised by bigoted parents. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's always going to be there. I can't be naive enough to think it's not always going to be there, but it seems to be lessening. And I really think that um, this generation is much more enlightened. And I think they're going to rule the country. Yeah. And mm-hmm. hopefully rule the world. I, I really believe that. I do too. And I think that's like part of what um, I get a lot of people that are like, oh my God, these millennials and these Gen Z kids. And I'm like, they're actually really freaking smart. If you oh, look, they, if oh, they're yeah. so smart, I always think of, um, I think his name's David Hagerhagen. I'm, I, I apologize if I'm not pronouncing his name correctly, but he was a survivor of the Parkland shooting. Okay. Oh yeah. And he's one of these kids that is basically like organized an entire generation around gun reform. Yeah. He's amazing this kid. And that's like where I do get really inspired and hopeful for the future. Mm-hmm. I'm like, and basically like Gen, Gen X, like we just tend to be like, listen, we'll think the things that we're going to think, but we're, we're going to like stay out of the fight, which is <laughs> kind of funny and ridiculous at the same time. <laughs> and we're basically letting like Gen Z and millennials fight the boomers while Gen X stands on the sidelines and is like, whatever, <laughs> they can't be bothered. Um, but I do feel like when I listen to James and, and, and Juliet and, and, you know, they still have friends. Like I said, they get bullied on a daily basis. Like, oh my God, your mom's a lesbian and your stepmom looks like a dude. And they're like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but they have a lot of kids that say to them that say for them, they're accomplices. And they're like, that's fucked up. Yo. Yeah. Yeah. But then I do think when we look nationally, you have like the David, um, I want to say his name is Hogan. I'm getting it totally wrong, but they're, they're out there fighting. Yep. And then yeah. I do see that the, the, boomers are like, don't tell me what to do. And I'm like, how much of that is just what we've been conditioned to, to think? Like we, the greatest generation was like that. Yeah. I always had a little trouble with the greatest generation. Oh, do <laughs> tell. Yeah. Cause I always thought, well, okay. They, 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 not to take away from them. They did work really hard and they lived through a lot. Yeah. The depression and world war two and, but they were the most bigoted 
I mean, I heard shit growing up. I mean, you know, Jews were this and gay. Well, you mean actually gays weren't even on the radar. Yeah. Um, but blacks, oh my God. Um, but again, the interpersonal mm-hmm. was different. Mm-hmm. Okay. But um, I just thought they were very bigoted um generation. I didn't think they were all that. But yeah, like remember, like Grandma Lucy wouldn't let me watch the Cosby show. I know. And, and they like, and that I mean they were Italian, so it was like, um, oh, there's damn Irish and oh my God. I think yeah, it, yeah I think yeah. it's so interesting that if you can learn something, you can unlearn, unlearn something. Yes. yes. And then relearn something. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But you have the thing is you have to be open. Yeah. Well, to be you willing. have to maybe sometimes be willing to to hear that you didn't learn yeah. correctly. Yeah. 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 That's like the the I I I, I listened to the podcast and now I'm doing the 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 book, which is like a companion to it, which is the 1619 project. Oh yeah, that podcast's so good. Oh my God, which I recommend this to people all the time. And w- like really what I realized is I'm like my education in American history, and I had a completely fucking privileged space that I grew up in yeah. right with amazing schools and amazing university like anything I wanted to be able to learn was at my fingertips and I was not taught history I was not yeah period so all, again all you fuckers can go ahead and email me I don't give a shit um we were not taught history Mm-mm. we were not we were taught a whitewashed version of let you feel good about american freedom yeah and and if we're so, taught white history, we're taught white elitist yes. capitalist colon, yes. um, uh, uh, colonizing history, right? Is what we're taught. Not mm-hmm. like, hey, white people were enslavers, and then the black history becomes black people were enslaved. Like, it's so fucked. Up it's really thought. fucked up. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, sixteen nineteen project, the book or the podcast. Like, you 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 got to relearn. You got to relearn. You have yeah. to, you mm-hmm. absolutely have to, if you're ever going to reach a mm-hmm. point where you want to be an accomplice, you have to be willing to acknowledge that what you were taught is yes. not necessarily real. It's really mm-hmm. hard to get them there though. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, it's really hard to get boomers. there. Is it because they, they think, well, and like you in your training that you do in the work you do every day, mm-hmm. like people think that it's taking away from them. Yeah. So yeah. I think it, I yeah. Think, yeah. Really. And just say, no, you're fine. You know, nobody's going to hurt right. you. Especially or, if you you're know. a white dude, like yeah. no, no one's taking shit from you. Well, and nobody's taking away your accomplishments. Right. right. That's like, another big thing. Like yeah. that's the big thing, right? Like I'm not, I'm not suggesting in any way that like hard work isn't hard work. Yeah. Um, or that there isn't different types of oppression that you, that any of us face based of our identity. It's just that not all oppression is the same. Right. So like this is an this is a conversation that dad and I have had a lot that he felt as an Italian man he wasn't he didn't fit into the world of wasps right right, right. and then he felt what's a wasp you tell me white, ahead, Mom. white Anglo-Saxon Protestant okay right Thank which you is like which is that. a lot of like the real center of privilege and power mm-hmm. okay yeah. um a lot of times like people that uh, of Jewish faith will feel this too like, yeah because they're they're but they're white passing okay. but that doesn't mean that they didn't actually face oppression based off of their religion it's that we kind of see like well oppression is oppression yeah but it's not necessarily applied at the same and whiteness or white passing trumps everything yeah even queerness yeah Mm -hmm. so when people are like well i was oppressed because i was queer i'm like but were you white and queer because that's that's a whole whole different different thing thing. yeah um i don't know where i was going where were we going with this i lost my train of thought Oppression, not all the same. Oh, but that people feel like they're getting something taken away from yeah. them. Yeah. 
And I'm a white woman. I've worked extraordinarily hard to get where I am. You can't take that away from me and say like, well, you just got it because you were white. No, I didn't. And that's not what anybody said. That's not what anybody's saying to me. I still had to show up and, Mm -hmm. and it's just understanding where people's biases live, that people of color didn't even get a chance to show what they could do. Mm -hmm. Right. Absolutely. So like the black woman didn't even get a chance to be like, I can fly that plane too. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not saying white dude, you can't fly the plane. We're just saying <laughs> other people can fly the plane too. You motherfucker. <laughs> people exhaust me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Mom, what do you guys do for boomers or gay people? I, I think I think I racist people. Oh, what are, you could say you can drop a whole, you got the whole airwaves open right now. No, I think I pretty much shared everything. Can I talk about the one piece of, of mom advice you gave me that I still use to this day? Okay. Cause it, it goes a little bit with like privilege. Okay. Okay. Whenever I've been upset about something, do you uh, know what you've always told me? Do you remember? I'm totally putting you on the spot. I think I used to tell you to take, you can have 10 minutes to feel really oh bad. I fucking still love this advice though. <laughs> I'm adopting it now for my children. Yeah. Okay. What did you used to say to me? I said, you have 10 minutes to feel really, really bad mm-hmm. and you can cry and you can scream and you can hit things and you can feel really, really bad. And then you're going to stop. And what was I supposed to do when I stopped? Get over it. <laughs> Pick yourself up and keep going. Yep. That was, was that it? Yeah. Okay. That's the one piece of, I mean, there's lots of pieces of advice that you've given me, but like, that was, that was the one that I'm That's like, kind of stuck with you. Well, yeah. it stuck with me because on one level you were letting me feel. Yeah. You didn't tell me, you didn't try to gaslight me out of like, oh, this like, isn't that bad. Mm-hmm. You were like, yeah, this fucking sucks. Yeah. You can much. actually feel that it sucks yeah. for a while, <laughs> but you get exactly 10 minutes. And I may have been like, it's yeah, nine yeah. minutes and 30 seconds. <laughs> that might've been too short of a time frame. I have 30 seconds left. <laughs> well, we do that now. We're like, we're going to throw, I'm going to throw myself a five minute pity party. Yeah. But I love yeah. that advice though, because it didn't let me feel. You did just let me feel. Yeah. But this is what fascinates me about you, mom, is that I don't think you were taught to be allowed to feel. Oh, no, no, no. So how did you get the message then as a mom to be like, to let us feel? I, you know, I honestly don't, I think probably because I knew, I remembered how that felt to be totally denied. Yeah. You were denied the ability to feel. Um, and growing up, it was kind of like a, a, a German upbringing. And so you weren't allowed to do either too happy or too sad, <laughs> you were, you know, middle of the road all the time, which did not fit my personality no. at all. So, oh man, that's yeah. a fascinating episode for me with emotions and oh, like yeah. personality and mm-hmm. another, another one. Yeah. yeah. Another, okay. another topic because your personality, right. It would have been like, you feel really high highs. Yes. And you feel really low lows. I do. Absolutely. And that did not go in no. my, in my family. Well, it's probably too much work. It was, <laughs> it was yeah, absolutely. I do too, Grammy. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Yeah. You have that. Yeah. You and I are liking that way mm-hmm. very much. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are, you guys have high, 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 high highs. Yeah. And we feel, we feel the feels right. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I yep. think I do. You do. You guys are both looking at me. <laughs> You are a deep, deeply feeling deep, person. Yes, you yeah, are. Of course. Yes, you yeah. are. Very I much don't so. know. I don't know that I feel the deep, deep, deep lows. I, I would say that. Um, well, as your, as your wife, I would say, I mean, not to be 
yes, you are, you have a wide range, a human breathing, living human feeling range of my all sorts of parties. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But it's also really great advice. And it's like, you know, in that, that, um, you know, it's so cliche, but it's like the life is a marathon and we're all climbing hill, you know, mountains. And so, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get caught in a landslide. And, but you, if you keep going down the landslide, what does, what happens? And so if you, so you have to eventually stop yourself Mm -hmm. because what else happens? So, yeah. 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 It's just, it was, but I I wonder what, when you say mom, like your personality wasn't to just be, I don't know anybody's personality. That's just like shove all feelings down and just be in the middle of the road. Right. But if you had the freedom to be, have these really high highs, Mm -hmm. do you feel like you have that now? Like you've the freedom to have all the, all the feels, or do you still feel conditioned to be kind of in the middle? Oh, I'm still, I still try. I still uh, condition myself. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I absolutely do. Yeah. I know. Me too. Maybe it's time to stop that. (laughs) I think so. I think I found um, that if I go too low and it Mm -hmm. prevents me from certain aspects of life, right? Then I recognize that it's preventing me from living. Yes. And I'm being very vague, but also I guess is the best way to describe without going to like you know, um, just more of like a yeah. So yeah, because you. The, the goal is as a human, you got to live life. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think sometimes like you think about, um, and I'm sure you think about this for your mom too, right. Mm-hmm. That our moms were, you know, you're, you're, you're socialized as a woman that you did not have the freedom of a lot of choices that I wish you would have had. Yes. True. Um, I mean, I still can't get over the fact that like you couldn't even have had like a credit card or a mortgage. Yeah, like that is so unbelievably I, yeah. fucked up to me that you couldn't do that, even though you were working and mm-hmm. earned a salary and had all these things and that a bank would still be like, oh, who's co-signing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you. Um, but I do think like, what does it look like now for you at 72 to be like, I get to do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah. It, it can be very freeing, but there's still that there's still that thing out there, you know, that you, you heard your whole life is, yeah. you know, uh, I have to catch myself to be, what was the word? Be good, be sweet, be nice. <sighs> you know, that's still like in your, yeah. and it's such a, such bullshit. You know, how many times are we told in our life, you should smile more. I wish I could go back <laughs> just say yeah. to somebody, really feel like smiling right now i know sometimes <laughs> i think about like i was socialized as a as female, female yeah way longer than i've been living my authentic self essentially right. non-binary badass <laughs> <laughs> thank you so yeah and i i just have to it's not always easy but sometimes rem- remembering like oh i'm up at i'm up against some major conditioning yeah. Oh yeah. And yeah. I think like, you got it too. Kim. All of us are oh, totally. Yeah. But I think mom, like what you, what you had, I remember like the, you had seen the conditioning that Amy and I were going to get Amy for right. those of you who, who don't know is our, is my sister. Um, the, con- you knew the conditioning that we were going to get, right. I did not like it. You did not like it. I think I, I think I communicated that very well. You did <laughs> communicate it very well. But I think there was probably things that were missing from that communication. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because I, I remember you being like, boys only are going to want one thing. Oh, yeah. 
don't do anything. Sex is bad, bad, bad. bad. That is not my finest moment. Let's move on. <laughs> but I get why it's you okay. would have said that though. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I totally understand as an adult, why you were like, no, 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 I'm not going to have my daughters conditioned into thinking that like, they're going to fall for the manipulation of right. being an object. Right. Like right. that's what you were basically saying. Yeah. But I think you felt it so fiercely. I did. I felt it very fiercely. Yeah. 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 And, and like, I talked about this in the, in the, did you listen to our one about compet? No, I think I told you not to listen to that one because I went into a lot of detail of like what sex felt like for me. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I didn't listen to well, that one. Well, I guess one. you could, I guess that's up to you. Do you want to hear about what like heterosexual sex where your daughter was like, or are you still at 72? Like, oh, that's just creepy as fuck to think about that. Well, you didn't, sorry, I should let no, you go speak. Ahead. Go ahead. Well, no. I mean, no, 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 go ahead. No, I, I, I think I'd be okay with it. Yeah. To, 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 to give you like the high line of what it was. Okay. When I would have sex with men. Yeah. I would always end up crying. Oh. And I couldn't understand why. Oh. And I was like, there's something wrong with me. Yeah. yeah. You know, and then these these men are being, I love you, baby. I'm like, oh, <laughs> Jesus, like you're so nice. Like you're treating me. And I and I do say this on on I said this a couple of weeks ago. Like I I was very fortunate in the people that I was having relations with, they treated me very well, mm-hmm. really respectfully. Like everything you could ask a young man to show up as. Right kind, considerate, you know, we talk about consent, like, you know, consent the whole way through all of the, all of the things that you would want your young man to do. Like I had those experiences and I was still lying there being like, this doesn't, this doesn't feel right. And I would always end up crying and then ending relationships in very dramatic, horrible ways. (laughs) I don't know anything about that. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry for any of those boys that are out there listening, like, why did I feel like I was in a relationship with her? And then she peace out and like cried and like, wouldn't speak to me anymore. Oh. God, I, you know, if there is a purgatory, you know, that reels playing. Over and over and over. <laughs> um, but I did feel like, you know, I had gotten the message of like, don't do this for yourself. Basically right, don't right. buy into like, and I think for the most part, Amy and I were pretty good about spotting a bullshit meter. Yeah. Right. I of like, so somebody who was just trying to get something, but it's still being a queer woman. I was like, Oh God, what the fuck is wrong with me? Now I know there's nothing wrong with me. Yeah. I was just having sex with the wrong people. Wrong people. <laughs> yeah. And they were, one, they were wonderful. And again, I'm sorry. It's going to be on my purgatory wheel. What can I say? <laughs> there's no such thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. We could talk to you for a long time about your thoughts about organized oh, religion too. Oh. Don't get me started on that one. That's a whole other <laughs> thing. That's a whole other two. podcast. Yeah. That's a whole other one. Do not you want to talk about Mormons? Not a fan. <laughs> no. This is why we love Grammy, though. Mm-hmm. I keep trying yeah. to hide all this stuff from you guys. That you... <laughs> I'm sorry. You think you're hiding it? <laughs> I guess I'm not doing a very good job. Why would you to hide it? Why would you have to hide it? I don't know. It's back to that, you know, the old thing. The old oh, be, not, be, nice. be nice. Don't, don't, you know, don't be mean to people. Is it mean to say that people have bought into a religion that was founded by a con man? Yeah. Okay. That's no, it's not mean. No, it's well, not. It's, it's like, not. It's true. Yeah. It's I mean, Brene Brown was like, kind is clear. And I learned that when I was like 40. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh, isn't that messed up? Yeah. Yeah. Kind, that kind, kind for me up until about age like 38, 39 was basically let someone treat you like a doormat. 
mm. and do whatever they want you to do. And then reading Brene and it's like, no, 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 no. Kind is clear. And I'm like, oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. That's that no is a complete sentence. No is a complete sentence. Mm-hmm. And people do not like no, the word no. No, they just don't. <laughs> That's absolutely true. No, you don't get to treat me like that. Bye. No, I will not show up for the Zoom call when I'm on vacation. <laughs> no. Oh, I had a really? whole. I did. I had. I had a moment yesterday because I'm on vacation right now and um, I don't get to take vacation very often. Yeah. And that's mostly on me. I could probably take it a lot more than I do, but I'm trying to, but I want to do my job. <laughs> you want to be nice. I want to be nice. I don't want to let anybody down. <laughs> this is perfect. And so yesterday I was on vacation and I'm speaking on a panel on March 30th. So if you're listening to this and people want to listen to it, it's with current, um, they've asked me to be a part of a panel, which you, you, you the people who listen to this podcast, you know, that they're going to expect me to be like really nice on it. And I'm going to be like, but you invited me on here, right? You know, the shit I'm going to say, yeah. um, but they keep trying to get me on like a rehearsal Oh, okay. and they kept trying to get me to do the rehearsal when I was on vacation. And no matter how many fucking ways I said it, they'd be like, Oh, you can do it tomorrow. I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I can do it Monday. And I almost broke yesterday where I was like, you know what? I'll, it's fine. Like, I'll just come and do it Friday. And then I was like, no, mm-hmm. I am on vacation. And I keep telling you that I'm vac- on vacation and you're not respecting my boundary. Mm-hmm. And I had a moment of white girl perfectionism where I was in the car with Alex and I was like, oh, well, maybe I can just, maybe I can just fit it in and make people happy. Mm. And I was like, <laughs> I'm supposed to be training other people about this. And I still don't have it down. Yeah. It's like, tough. You, know you can kick me off the panel. I'm not going to give up my vacation time. And you know what? I checked my email today. I did turn off my email. And I was like, so even if they wrote back, we're like, no, we need you to do it today. Be like, oops, my bad. Didn't get it. Um, <laughs> passive aggressive. It's totally fine. Um, but I did see it today and they were like, oh, okay. Monday's okay. And I'm like, well, fuck shit, damn. It always was okay. It always was okay. So it's me. <laughs> it's me. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Lessons learned. Yeah, I hear you. I'm the asshole. <laughs> Far from the truth. Yeah. Okay, I guess we have to like wrap this yeah, one up. Hear the truth, yeah. Mom. Will you come back that? on another time? Absolutely. Did you? Did, were you? You were? Ner- were you nervous or were you like, oh no, I got this? I think I was like, I, I got this. Yeah. I didn't come across nervous, did I? No. 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 I'm you cool. came across like you're a seasoned podcaster. Okay. Maybe I'll start my own. <gasps> <laughs> Boomer, boomer, talk. boomer talk boomer talk 101 boomer, Booms. Talk. boomer talk with the gramster yeah yeah okay alex you want to tell people the things that they need to do hey balls of magic if you want to email us all the stuff that you're mad about <laughs> you can... <laughs> because as i always say i don't care fucking email me i'm happy to don't discuss fucking it. care <laughs> Give I should me... give I should give the boomers my email. Oh. <laughs> you can email Grammy Boomer Talk or Kimmy or Kimmy or Alex at how to be queer podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Instagram, Facebook, and the talk of ticks. <laughs> Alex the human human. Alex the human human and Kim Salagio 101. We haven't done any of yours. In a I while. haven't. I, I honestly, I'm like taking a break from people right now. I know. And I actually just posted a TikTok today after it had been, well, 
over a week, which is a, a long time yeah. for me. Cause I look at, I'm like, no, I'm not today, Satan. <laughs> I think when we come back though, I want to talk about the swimming. Yeah. We're going to talk about the swimming. We're going to talk about ways you show your transphobia oh. that you might not be aware of. And uh-huh. we, we got to, we do have to break down some legislation that's happening. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on, but we did take a little break. So hopefully y'all are back with us and Alex, happy one year anniversary to how to be queer. Happy one year anniversary to the day, to the day. Happy anniversary. And mom to two of my favorite people. Love you. Both. We love you, I love mom. you so much. We love you. <laughs> We're so lucky. We have you. <laughs> I'm my mom's, you. my mom's the bomb. <laughs> Feel all the feelings. Okay, that's the end of the show. Okay, we got five minutes to feel okay, the feelings. Wait, wait, wait. How do we get like ten minutes? <laughs> if we get a pity party for ten minutes, do we get ten minutes for ten minutes for schmaltz too? Okay, I guess. <laughs> get the get out the watch. Is it, wait, wait, what schmaltz? Schmaltz. No, is, it schmaltz? is that, that a word? Pennsylvania Dutch word? It might be a Dutchy word. Schmaltz. Oh, I've heard of it, it's but like what's it? When you're super um, schmoopy. Schmoopy. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Wait a minute. That's Tamlet on schmoopiness. That's because mom, you're not big on schmoopiness. <gasps> no, not. Mom is There's not big on schmoopiness. Unlimited, which makes a whole lot of sense. <laughs> Un- there should be <laughs> unlimited schmoopiness, schmoopiness and 10 minutes of the, of the, dro- of the droopiness. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said when I was like, mom, do I get 10 minutes of schmoopy? And she's like, no, <laughs> you get a minute, <laughs> one minute of schmoopy. <laughs> But I think our schmoopy shows up in other ways. It does. It does. That I'm, you know, 46 and she's 72 and I still see her every day. Yep. That's our level of schmoopy. <laughs> we may not yeah. say that we love each other, but we're still together every day. <laughs> oh my okay. God. Okay. Schmoops. Okay. Okay. But it's schmaltz. Sh- yeah. Okay. Schmaltz. schmaltz. Okay. It's a word. It's a word. I think. We'll have to look it's up. a Pennsylvania word. It's, it's it like, pen, sli- it's it like slippy. Slippy is yeah. not Slippy's actually not a word. Enough. And dippy. <laughs> and dippy eggs. And dippy eggs. <laughs> it's word. Okay. <laughs> We're out of control. All right, balls of magic. <laughs> We're signing off. You can email us once again at howtobequeerpodcastgo at, at, at gmail.com. Oh, I finished the f- f- freaking email. Howtobequeerpodcast <laughs> at gmail.com. Go support youth scene. Go support youth scene and youthsen.org. Um, yeah, we love you. And thanks for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.